episode is sponsored by Pop Culture Gourmet Popcorn at popculturepops.com. That's pops with a Z. Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. Very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighborhood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. Okay, we're ready to go. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're sitting here. We're sitting here doing our what's in the hood. For some reason, it was hard for me to think. It's like a bit of slow week for me, you know? <laughs> I don't know, which never really happens. But what's good in the hood, mine has been a week long. Um, my husband is in San Diego, and I don't want to make it sound like I don't miss him because I do. Um, I very much so miss him. You prefaced it, I so know. it sounds like. Well, I know. Here we go. Hopefully, Clayton doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I mean, we've been together like six years. You know, he knows I love him. But I'm sure some of my other girlfriends out there will relate to this. I love watching and my like girly, terrible shows. Like Scandal's one of them. Why do you call them terrible? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I just... Listen, this is what it's like. I feel like it's like you have a salad and you have junk food. Yes. And just because you eat junk That's food... oatmeal or sugary make- cereal. Same thing. Yeah. That's an excellent point. And so, you know, like, I... You know me. So I'm always, like, listening to a podcast where I can learn something, listening mm-hmm. to the news. If I'm showering, if I'm driving, I'm listening to things <laughs> that of substance, right? Because my brain's always on and I'm ready to change the world and learn yes. and all these things. Yeah. Change the- so, but when I'm ready to, like, stop, I just stop. So there's, like, no... There is no in-between for me. So my shows right now are Sex in the City and, like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And I will watch those... I've watched Sex and the City a hundred times each episode, but it's just one of those. It feels good. It's a feel good. So, who's your favorite Kardashian? You know, probably um, not Kim, not Chloe. What's the? I can't think of their names right now. I can't think of. It's the most level-headed one. I can't think of her name. Courtney. That's Courtney. Thank you. Couldn't think of that for some reason. It's the most level-headed one. Yeah, to me, I just think she seems. If they can be down to earth, she's the most down. She's as down to earth as it comes. For a (laughs) multimillionaire. I mean, what is it? Kylie is a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the country's um, first bill- youngest billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't really relate to their lives, but I think that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's so out far outside of anything that I'll understand. It's like you said, it's the candy. It's the yeah. sugar. It's the, my brain doesn't have to think. I can just watch and watch them it is what it is. Yeah. Sex and the City is the same. It's not a life that I want and could and doesn't, isn't real. Is it real? But it's fun. So if you were a Sex and the City girl, with Sex and the City? Oh, man. I don't so, know. Don't, just no, know that I don't fine. know anybody's you're names fine. or anything. So it's funny you should say that because there is there are memes now around Sex and the City. Um, there's a Charlotte, and they call her Woke Charlotte because she'll like... What? Right. So the show is kind of backwards because it's the early tw- 2000s, and like Carrie is this... She's a sex columnist, right? Mm. And in one of the episodes, she's like, I don't think bi exists. I think you're either gay or straight. And what they point out is for a sex columnist, like that's a very limited way to look yeah. view things. So anyway, so in the so in the modern times they have woke Charlotte, woke Miranda, like oh. where they're saying things that are like like relatable and real. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Like whole things dedicated, like so, you know, economic injustice. So they're like social justice warriors. Oh. <laughs> 
it's really cheesy. So I would say I'm the updated version of like a Charlotte. Okay, which girl is which girl? She's brown hair, long brown hair. She's just super classy. Oh, the the one with the brown eyes. Yeah, she's very brown young eyes, brown. baby face. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm, looking. Mm-hmm. And there's one with red hair. Yeah, that's one. Miranda, and or Miranda. I'd like to be a Miranda. She's um very like powerful and forceful and just like I if I could aspire to do that and grow into that, that'd be great. <laughs> Speak my truth. She speaks her truth. I want to do it. <laughs> you want to be a hybrid sex in the city. Yeah, exactly. But one that cares about more than shoes. Although I do you love my shoes. shoes. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what's good in my hood. You got me shoes. <laughs> I love my shoes. Oh, my God, you guys. She got me shoes for my birthday. Yeah, and I love them. That. Thank you. I, I, have not, I feel like a kid with a new blanket or something. <laughs> I've worn them with everything. They're so cute. They're like black pointy toe with like a gold rim. And you guys, you got it like head on yeah. perfectly to my style. Good. So I'm glad. Thank you. Happy. See, I'd have the men in my life help me do that. That's amazing to me. That's my so Clayton cool. couldn't do that. And it's not against him. He just, I don't think he could do it. <laughs> Your husband helped you? Yes, and my son. That's amazing. My son actually was like, okay, did, put on this shoe to see if it fits because you guys wear the same right, size right. shoe. Right, right, which is so funny. <laughs> He's like, okay, mom, whatever. Like, okay, mom, whatever. Right. But, yes. So me and Clayton are the type of people who have holes in their pants. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Clayton just definitely has this. holes in his pants. And he won't get rid of them. Well, that's the same thing today, guys. I They're just comfortable. Say. I'm wearing my my house jeans. Yeah. They have a hole in the thigh. Yep. But I love them. I know. I can't get rid of them for I life. I love them. Mm-hmm. And I understand this. I, I need to get, I need to give up wanting to get rid of them. <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is yeah all it's right like, so what's good in your hood okay so like this was difficult we started out talking like i was like you know what i don't know that i have anything good i'm just gonna google some good stories <laughs> but then it hit me yeah so this week one of my closest navy girlfriends had her second baby oh and so like i don't know if you have i have women in my life that i'm like you need to procreate yeah, like you're a great Please person. Put people in this world, and mm-hmm. she's one of them. So she had her second child. Again, I'm so excited to curate a Netflix list for her while yeah. she is on maternity leave. Yeah, right. I mean, what can I do? She's in she's in Seattle, so it's like, how do I be, how am I supportive to her? So I'm going to make her a good Netflix list. That's awesome. And on top of that, this week, I finally finished this Netflix movie that yeah. I absolutely love. It's uh, it's in French, okay. but I read the subtitles. Yeah, I love that you do that. It's so good, though. They have such, I love, so I think we, us and the French have very similar senses of humor. Like the black community and no, the French? No, Americans. Or? Oh, and, Americans, okay. And, and, and French mm-hmm. people. Yes, like I think we have. So I watched this show, I Am In. I kept falling asleep on it because I tried to watch it at like one o'clock in the morning, yeah. which was not a good look, but I watched it. It was brilliant. It was about a dude who got hit. He was like kind of a womanizer. Yeah. Got hit in the head, woke up in a world where the women were in the roles of men and men were in the roles of women. That's cool. But let me just tell you, it was so good. It was so believable about how women would behave if we were the dominant species. Yeah. It, I believed it. Well, how would we behave? Like, giving- So it was just saying, like, like women were trying to, like, court him. Mm. And um, actually, there was a really sensitive point in the movie where his godson came to him and was like, uh, he was like, well, what's going on with you? And he was like, well, I like this girl. And he was like, oh, wow, because he's still in the mind of a man being right. in a man's world. Right. So he's like, oh, that's great. He was like, well, I liked her until um, she came into the bathroom. And, oh. and this is sensitive. Yeah. And, like, made me do. And he was like, this is great. So pretty much his 
nephew or whatever, godson is telling me he was assaulted. Oh, and he's ahead. thinking like, great. great. It was terrible. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. And how people do that. I was like, think about how people do, do that, that to women all the time. Yes. And then there's this woman who's a very powerful woman and she kind of is like, um, he is telling her that um, he lives in a world where women are not like this. And she's like, oh, yes. So how terrible could it be in this world to be a woman where people open the doors for you and take mm-hmm. care of you and da, 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 da. Like, oh, yeah. that must be a great life. It right. was just, it's a great movie. Yeah. I'm not an easy man. And I loved it. And it left on a cliffhanger. Okay. So I'm like excited for the next oh, there's whatever too. yeah because it's a netflix original oh so it's wow. a movie so i'm hoping that it's so cool that they do that yes I you gotta watch i mean if you I can handle watch subtitles yeah I don't like you can handle those. subtitles yeah i loved it yeah my friend who doesn't agree with me on movies watched it and loved it really yes okay, okay. i'll watch it so i'll watch it i don't have great taste in anything <laughs> <laughs> i would love to watch different stuff like from different countries i just i feel like i don't i don't i don't have patience so i think a recommendation is good yeah. you know what i mean because i'm like i'm not clean like sounds like you in the sense that he will try different things like he'll search through Netflix to yeah. find something I can't even lie I'm at the top picks like just tell give me, me the top picks what's trending mm-hmm. because I because I figure if other people like it then I probably will too mm-hmm. so I would say I'm not not open I just don't take the time does that make sense yes like I just want to turn Today. something on and tune out but if see there's the thing about Netflix too is that once you start um, doing oh, yeah. tasting like different things yeah. they'll start giving you so like I watched this movie called Ali's Wedding mm-hmm. hilarious it's a Bollywood movie. Oh, it's hilarious. Good. Or watched Indian Detective, which led me to Ali's wedding. Which okay. Led me to- I'll have to try these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because then it gives you suggestions. Yes. I think that's part of it is just like overwhelm. There's, there's so, so many much options. stuff. Ah. Yeah. Which, I mean, what a problem to have in today's day. I know. Because yeah. even when we want to watch a movie, it's like we have Hulu, Amazon Prime, cable, like. And now it's like, Everything we never know what. Around. So then we just sit there and stare at each other. We're like, I don't know. No, what do you want? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> So I'm glad you gave me a recommendation. Yes. That helps. Yes, I'm here for you. Yeah, thank I'm you. For you. It's a good what's good in the hood. It, it is. It's good because we want people to know why we're in the hood. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're doing in the hood, which right. is what this episode is about. It's right. like, why are we sticking in the hood? Yeah, so like, so th- there's a whole reason behind this. We came off the holidays recently. Yeah. And I was just getting a lot of questions of like, not like, why are you doing this in a bad way, but more of, and it was from a lot, it was from all white people just trying to connect the dots. Yeah. You know, of like, make it what make do sense. you do? You know, yeah. what is this? Yeah. I'm like, why is this even important? You know, why is it important to talk about race? You know, type thing. And I like, I preface it to say that doesn't anger or frustrate me because I get it. I think if I hadn't had my, my experiences with your campaign and then just learning and hadn't had my eyes open, I may have felt the same way. Yeah. Why talk about race? Why is this important still? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's what this episode is about. We, I'm sharing, like, my personal why. So yeah, same It's an here. important episode to me. Yeah, yeah same here. It's important yeah. that we really not let anyone forget why we're doing this. Right. But personally, not forget, but be honest about yeah. our intent. Yeah, and what we're hoping to get, what we want long term. Yeah, you know, I mean, because we are six months in, so I think sometimes in in light of anything that you're doing, you can lose focus. Yeah, not that we've lost focus, no. but sometimes it's like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah, it's the nature of being challenged. Right. So right. being challenged makes you think about, oh, why right. am I doing this again? And right. You, you kind of almost have to recommit. 
Totally. No, that's a great point. Because I think, too, once you've gotten into anything for a long time, especially if it's work like this, mm-hmm. you kind of just, I said I wasn't in a rut, but you just kind of do it. Like, you're do, you know what you got to do. You just keep doing it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, the honeymoon phase wore off of when I first started. And I was like, yes, yes, this is what we're doing. I'm so excited. And now it's like, and I love it. It's a job, you know? And I still love it, but mm-hmm. it's very business. It's very. So, sometimes you lose. So, it kind of got reinvigorated doing this episode. So, you won't listen to us talk about it, Yeah, know? right. Why the heck are we doing this? Right. And hopefully you kind of think about why you're listening. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, ask yourself as you listen. Why are, why are you, you listening? listening to this stuff? Right. What about it? Does it what about it? Like does it challenge you? Do you do you want to join us in the work? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I like that. Yeah. Keep that in mind as you listen. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Facebook, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Gmail. Gmail. Yeah. And um, shout out to Literacy. I can't think of her name. Oh, yeah. Literacy Loop. Oh, my goodness. I know. I said, on that last one, I said, girlfriend. Yeah, and she said, you were just processing the culture quiz. Yeah, so if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly recommend that you do. Yeah. Um, Because we took a culture and diversity quiz and didn't do the best. No. But I'm okay with it. I'm not. It's it's all right. But we posted a we post. Yeah, we posted a little video about um, the episode, and then we post. We asked a question: uh, What country is considered to be the most diverse? And one of our listeners said, "She's amazing." Um, Are you talking ethnically, racially, religiously, or linguistically? Because I was talking. um, I won't read the whole thing, but she was dead on. If you listen to the episode, you'll know that. That it was all so when they say diverse, they meant all the things. I'll all just say it. Things. Yeah, they all meant the like things. all. They meant everything. And, and, and she, she got it on. It, and she, yeah. she processes it. I'm like, you are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think that episode made me think about diversity a little yeah. bit differently. Oh, definitely. And hopefully, this episode makes you think about what you're doing and yeah. how you're doing it. Yeah, because we think about diversity now. I think of race, mm-hmm. but that can be gender. That can be religion. That can be. Yeah. It should be. You know, because often we get stuck in the box of thinking diversity is just race. Yeah. And diversity of all kinds is good. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we just, we love you guys that are listening and, and engaging with comments. us. Yeah. That's what we hope for. Yeah, for sure. So, listen to why we do this podcast. Think about why you listen to this podcast. Amen. Let us know. What yeah, let happens. us know. All right, you're dropping in. You're dropping in. On the conversation. Enjoy. Yeah. So this is a really important episode to me because I was recently home for the holidays and I would explain the podcast. So there's two camps that it falls into. I explain (laughs) the podcast to, and I'm speaking to the white people that I explain it to. Does that make sense? Yes. When I explain why we should talk about race to black people, they're like, yeah, 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 this is great. We get it. (laughs) You know, good. I'm glad you're doing it. And then to white people, it's like, what? You do what? Why? Yeah. And then why? So, and that's not all of them. So there's two, right. So I said there's two camps. There are people who get it right away. Yeah. And those people I have found have been exposed to their African-American community, communities of color. Yeah. So they're aware of being white. They're aware of the race topic. They're aware of why it's wrong to say we're colorblind. We live in color. You know, we should be colorblind. So they get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
And the other people that are, they just don't get it. And they don't understand why it's important. And I, and I found myself struggling. Like, why am I doing this? You know, mm-hmm. I know I'm passionate about it. And it's, it's also because I've been exposed to the African-American community myself. And part of wanting to do this was to kind of give a voice to or help people that don't necessarily live in diverse communities understand race in America because we are going to be moving forward to a more diverse society. Mm -hmm. And so like kind of getting white people to understand why all of this matters. And it matters because there still are disparities among races. You know, a lot of, a lot of white people that I know believe that, um, there aren't that we have equal access to things, Mm -hmm. that things are okay the way that they are. And they don't know the lived experience of people of color. Does that make sense? Well, I'll tell you, I know a lot of people that that um, listen because <laughs> I wanted they we want to know what's going on in the mind of of European Americans. Sure, it's like what is actually going on in there because, like, are you actually speaking your truth or what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Why are you doing same yeah. questions? Okay, why are you doing this and what does that mean? And and it is yeah. almost like a. Um, being a fly on the wall. Yeah. Into, yeah, into um, the mind of the, right. Into the, <laughs> the white people. Like, what are y'all thinking? Because there, I'm telling you, uh, there are many people I know that they're like, look, look, all all white people, they're racist. In some way, shape, or form, they are. Mm-hmm. And they just want to hear. It's like you want to hear it. You want it either to be validated or... De- you want to You want to know. It. Yeah, you want to confirm or not confirm with every white person that you know. Like, are you really racist? That's or so are you not? Like, I yeah. just got to see you in your element. And right. it's like, we know What that. is the truth? Yep. yep. What is your truth? Because we code switch. We know how that works for us. But yeah. it is like... Okay, so what is your switch? Right. When you get around your people, yeah. What what is it like? Right. Um, and I think part of it for white people, and this is why it's powerful to me. It just goes back to ignorance. Uh-huh. And that's it can sound offensive. I don't mean that you're. Not, I'm not talking about IQ when I speak of ignorance. I'm talking about you don't know what you don't know. Right. So. Um, I mean, Americans believe uh, in this idea of the American dream, white Americans, and they truly still believe that we all have equal access to that dream. Uh-huh. And for me, it's it's furthering that conversation and uh, and helping people understand that in the land of the free, you know, we may all be free, but we are don't all have access to the same resources mm-hmm. and that there are very different lived experiences mm-hmm. for race. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, of course, to me, it makes sense. <laughs> right? but, yeah. But I could, as I'm learning through you, is that it is not, uh, it's not plain. No. It's not plain. To no, not at all. People. It's no. not. Um, because I know, like, as I see her, I was kind of doing the same assessment as you were doing. Okay, so, like, why am I doing this? What yeah. What does it mean? Like, what does it mean? What What's the bigger, mean? yeah. What is the bigger picture? Right. And then how do I get, uh, what am I looking for from the people around me mm-hmm. and that larger community yeah. that I'm connected to? So, for you, mm-hmm. the larger community would be all the European American people out there. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell, you know, what do I, what am I actually trying to get? What am I trying to get? What am I trying to understand? Because this is a journey of understanding for me. 
excuse me, too. Um, but what am I trying to get them to understand? And I can see where you struggle. Mm-hmm. I can see where you can be like, okay, so like, why does this matter? Right. Because uh, really, for some people, as we've talked about previously, when we bring up this idea of um, having conversations about being white, is it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, because it challenges the way things are and it makes yeah. us think, it wakes us up. Like I, we had a friend who was white uh, and she said for, she was like, I think she's in her late 50s or 60s was like, I lived in a dark room forever in the sense of I had no idea. Like she lived her whole life not not knowing the other mm-hmm. side of the coin of how other people live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, not talking about race is not an option anymore. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, because... It inhibits and it, it, it us moving towards change, right? So you can't change what you don't know. But what if I don't want change? Yeah, that's that is the that is the real thing. It's like, what if yeah, I yeah, and I don't know if I for change, right? Yeah, and I don't know if I can. That's what's hard. Is like I don't know if I can only do so much. I can present people with facts. Yeah. I can present people with stories. I can share what I know and what I've learned. And I'm not sure I can convince people of that. Does that make sense? Like, right. if you believe, if you think things are okay the way that they are, despite having been told otherwise, despite, and that's a really good point because I do know people like that. Yeah. Who may never change their minds. Yeah. But I think my audience is the people that are in the middle or unaware who are like, wow, I had no idea. You know, because race shapes everything. I mean, that's, you know, as I think about it even more, race shapes society right so race shapes who gets elected to office the way what what institutions who's in power um and if you're not aware of that you can't change it and again as we move towards a more diverse society if white people don't understand uh what we're moving towards and how and how we need to all rise together things aren't going to change that's why it's dangerous to say well i don't see color i don't i'm colorblind because there are disparities. And so if we can't see the color of someone's skin, we can't see the disparity. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I empathize with it. The truth being is for, for me as a woman of color mm-hmm. doing this, the important thing that I feel like needs to be understood is that, I mean, I am not only doing this because of the work, you know, what we had going on on the campaign. It's yeah. not it's not just that it is something that I can't I can't necessarily run from. And the biggest struggle right. and the biggest thing that I I try I would like people to understand is is that I 100% know that if I grew up white my life would be very different. Right. And I think that some white people, European American people, cannot fathom that. No. If you if if you believe if you believe that if I as as successful on so many levels as I am would be in the same position right now if I would was white, you are knocking futs <laughs> like that. It would be crazy considering the strengths that I have, the skill sets, and this is not. Yeah, this is me saying I'm. I'm saying the value that I try to add where I go, the strengths that I have, the organizations that I was a part of, all these different things. You cannot tell me that I would not 
have been in a different position positively right. if I was not white. Wow. And that's a problem. Right. Right. And that's that is part of what this is, is trying to make it so that my child doesn't have to acknowledge that same mm-hmm. thing as an adult. Right. And if you're asking yourself, well, why, Jackie, why would things be differently if you were, uh, if you were white? Well, because I would have been able to hang out with certain groups of kids. They would have allowed me to be at their houses. And then we may have went to the same college and had the same networks. Um, Well, what is it called? Social mobility or social, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Even if my mom was black and I was white, I'm not even changing because I know that if my mother was white, Oh hell, we would be in a whole different, different we would be a whole different ball game. The disadvantages that myself and um my brothers and sisters and and I'm just speaking from that the lineage of my level, not even going any other, is not because we were less intelligent, is not because we um didn't have the same skills that we didn't have the strength some of the disadvantages were just because we were black kids mm-hmm. and that's it that that is truth and facts right without giving and i know people love proof without giving all of that and and i think we've talked about many of these things throughout the podcast is that the fact is is that there were opportunities taken away or that were never presented to me because I was black. Right. And I mean, it, it's the same for me. It's you're hearing your story is part of why I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's also for my future children uh, the same way that they can work to be allies or work to be anti-racist. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is, um, you know, I was held at a disadvantage because I, I'm coming to this at 30 years old, 29 years old, coming to this work in my late 20s. So my hope is that I can have children and create a generation where we are aware of race because that's a better way to do it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of white people were raised to think that colorblindness was a solution, that we should all be equal. We are all equal. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I'm passionate about, and that's why I talk about it so much, is that there are still huge disparities. So if I raise children that are aware of color and the beauty of diversity, we can work towards creating more equity. Mm-hmm. But you can't work towards equity if you don't even know that it exists. That inequity right, exists. You. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. and so by doing this, by telling these stories, by talking about statistics and talking about things the way they are, we're inviting, I'm inviting people into creating change with me. Yeah. Hey, Jackie, I'm hungry. We've been podcasting all day and I need a snack. Ah, girl, you are always hungry, but I always have something for you. Mm-hmm. you a big snack or a little snack? Little snack. All right, let me see what I've got in here. How about some iced tea kettle corn? Girl, that's my favorite one. I know. And we always get our favorite popcorn from Pop Culture Pops. Yes, let me get mine out. Get me some jungle pop fever. What's in that one? With the Oreo cookies and the caramel corn. Oh, so man. good. We love it. So you, if you live in Hampton Roads, you should go downtown 112 Granby Street. Go into the store and they have, just like the name says, pop culture, popcorn named after pop culture. Yeah, you like Alicia Keys? Get you some Alicia Key Delicious. You like Kanye West? Get you some Cayenne Western popcorn. <laughs> we love it. We can't say enough. So go check it out. And if you don't live here, you can always go online. Yep. Go to Pop Culture Pops with a Z. That's popculture, P-O-P-Z dot com. The fact that we're having this conversation is, is it's in itself interesting, but what I, I'm thinking like, okay, so you're saying this and then there will be people that listen that 
maybe close or not close to you or you know feel close to you Mm -hmm. because of the podcast and they're still like Christina but like what does that mean for me like Mm -hmm. what is that yeah that's such a great question what do you I mean like what do you want I mean what do you is it that you want people to understand or you want them to do or actually I'm guess how does that feel knowing that I mean it's frustrating yeah I think even in the conversations that I've had I get exhausted yeah. You know, because I'm like, oh, my God, like how much work do I have to do to show you that disparity exists, mm-hmm. that we should all we should care about the people in our community that don't have. But they're access. not in my community. Yeah. Well, they are. That's just because what? they don't live in your there you like, your yeah. city. If they live in your country or heck, even in your I mean, like if I just think of my neighborhood, you know, not Norfolk, or but I'm gonna just take my neighborhood to Cleveland because that's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Just because you lived in a suburb of Cleveland, you still live in Cleveland. And if you and many Northeast Ohioans do call Cleveland home, you know what I mean? They say they attach themselves to the city of Cleveland because it's doing great. We love. We're very proud. Proud to be Clevelanders. Uh, you have to also realize that within Cleveland. The lived reality of people between being black and white is so mm-hmm. different. And if you can argue, if you if you can look me in the face and say that you don't care, or that you it doesn't matter to you, then I I don't have words. Mm-hmm. So has Cleveland been gentrified? I don't know. Part of it, yeah, part yeah. of it has, and it's you know, and and it's what we're going through in Norfolk. It's hard to to sit that in the face and see that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And see like how do we take care of those that are less than us like I've, I've always brought this up of like people were saying that like Cleveland was amazing and it was doing well and all these great things and I remember um talking to a reporter about and I, my eyes were open I remember thinking like I'm so excited to be a Cleveland it's such an amazing it's just doing so well and so yeah, many I was gonna people, ask that yeah, yeah, so, yeah, people, yeah. so many people are doing well and this reporter asked me point blank with like and he was white he's like for who for who yeah like we still have child poverty rates look at our mm-hmm. school systems and the people that are still not doing well are black. I mean, yeah. they just are. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, there are portions of black people that are doing well right. that have benefited. But that was the other question that he asked me is like, is this is downtown becoming more, you know, bars and restaurants and making money like that and millennials moving in? You know, who is that benefiting? Yeah. Is it benefiting the actual residents of Cleveland that have been there for years when the city wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. And now that it's doing better. Push them out. Exactly. And are, have their quality of lives improved. And I couldn't say that they have. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm like, have you had an instance where you've been around someone who has said like, like you said, you grew up where people were like Cleveland down certain mm-hmm. sides of Cleveland were bad that may be gentrified now, but that are like Cleveland is great. Yeah, probably. I'm sure I can't think of a specific. No, not, not yes, but, specifically. Just, but yeah, for sure. I mean, right. They think it is because that's what they've experienced. Yeah. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, what happens a lot, too, is people think that and this is why it comes back to it's uncomfortable to say this, but they think that the disparities are because of a personal flaw right. in the African-American community. Yeah, and that's, that's uncomfortable to say, but I know you know those. Yeah, I know. But it's like I get that. Well, it's crime ridden. Well, yeah. I didn't I didn't do that. They're making those decisions themselves. You know, yeah. they do sell the drugs. They do the you know, and I hate talking like this, but this is what I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Or like, well, black people are 
lazier. You know, I mean, it's yeah. horrible. I hate saying this to you because no, I don't no. want to. I don't want to cause harm. Listen, that's never my intent. This is, but this but is this a part is of why life. we do what we do. Right. right? Is is that unfortunately both of us have had to deal with yeah. these sorts of things, right? right? Like you and have I'm to trying deal to with dispel myths. I have to deal with living it. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that is why it's important to have for people. That is, and, and that, but that's why it's important to even yes come to the table. It's because I'm living it. You're hearing it. You're hearing it, and it's not sitting well with you. I'm living it, and I'm trying not to make it another generation of children that mm-hmm. idolize whiteness as being mm-hmm. what's great and or the standard of what's yes, excellent yeah of, of excellence and it's, people get challenged white people get challenged by that and and frustrated and it's like no one's taking away the fact that that from the white community that there are great people in it but can we also acknowledge the other side <laughs> that the white that white standard for everything is not the way to go you yes know? it is not and in the thing that like i said i think that people understand money more so than they understand race yeah and class (laughs) yes and class absolutely more so than they understand race but i would i would ask this to um european americans that still just don't get it do you know your ancestral history Mm -hmm. yeah honestly i mean not much beyond where i was born so that's what i'm here's the here's the thing it's like if you your ancestral history right let's say you go back and you find out that one of your ancestors was a freedom rider mm. and they helped with the bus and um train boycott like they did all of that stuff i mean that would instill a different set of values in you right if you went back and you were like oh my ancestors owned slaves you would come from hopefully a different mentality and maybe able to connect to these issues very differently unless you were just racist and then that that could be the case for some people that you're just racist and that's just it and you don't care for it but I think that European Americans have the unique ability of being able to track back where they come from what type of people they come from and and being able to connect to your own history and how that part those people great 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 granddad's history influenced my great 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 mm. granddad's history and you don't history. get to do that i don't necessarily have the opportunity to go as far back as you do mm-hmm. but i i mean i could try mm-hmm. it's a lot more difficult i could try but even making that connection to who or what you come from i think could sort of help tell a story of why you are where you are you know what I mean and 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 maybe connect some dots if I just don't know I just think that some people will find out some ugly things about their ancestors some people will find out some not so ugly things some people will love what they find out some people will hate what they find out but I encourage European Americans to get closer to their own history yeah and and do and then then start making decisions mm-hmm. and then start you know I mean I think that is the great awakening for some right for some of us I'm say northerners because mm-hmm. down south I think my cousins and them are pretty close to they know who was what and and kind of have more of a connection there but just imagine if you found out something really positive mm-hmm. or something really negative about your ancestors. And how would you handle it or what how would you think about it? How would you look at how how would you look at that on how it reflects on society today? Right. Yeah, that'd be hard. It or if you or good. It just or good. depends. Yeah, but you now you become connected to that. Right. Whatever that is, whether that is um, activism or finance or slavery or government, whatever that is, then you become connected to that past, and then you got to make a decision: Do I 
Do I continue that legacy of this or do I do something different, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. But you have the unique ability to do that. And not knowing for a European European American is unacceptable. Right. And to me, in a sense. Yeah, that's that's part of why I do this too. Yeah. Not knowing, not being able to talk about Mm -hmm. our history. Not being to sit with it. And then also, it's just a, it is a huge privilege to not have to talk about these things. Yeah. I've often said this, you know, I could walk away from this podcast and and live my life. You know what I mean? Like, you think your life will be, you will always have to find, you will always have to deal with race. You will always have to be by nature of the color of your skin. I have the privilege to walk away, you know, and that's unacceptable to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want white people to have to confront race. Yeah. But as the, as things stand, it's easier for me to walk away and turn my head and still get to live the way I live. Mm-hmm. And I don't want I don't want it to be like that. Yeah. You know, I want us to I want us to be aware of our community and aware of the way people live that are completely different than us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a tough one, but Yeah, it is a tough one. And 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 I would say probably the last reason why I think that it's important to to do this and for European people American people to understand is like you're gonna have to hear I mean you don't have to hear anybody's story yeah but but I want to share mine yeah I love that you know what I mean like you either you like you said you, you could walk away and you could not hear it and again my story is very unique to me as Jackie Jackson and then Jackie Glass in life it's very unique to that but I, why not hear a story and I was I feel like I'm successful <laughs> yeah I feel like I'm very successful but still as a brown person I've I've recognized those challenges and that um, if you could be a part of making those challenges not there, if you could have been on my school board when I was Mm. in middle school and said, hey, what we're doing to this family is probably not right. If you could have been a member of the the, the Linwood Police Department and Mm -hmm. said, you know, we probably shouldn't let people harass black children in the neighborhood. Like if you could have been one of those people that changed the way the trajectory yeah, of your the, life not even yet but just the way people treated people of color right. when you have been that person mm-hmm. and if you say yes I would have been a person then why not now right then why not why not in your own corner of the world um do the same thing and right. if you don't have people of color then maybe it's a woman issue maybe it's the children right issue. it's always maybe just it's like, like who that is not is not currently in power yeah. you know what I mean and we're not demon I, I think people what they also for with me is get defensive. I think they think I defer to you a lot. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like oh, the white people are bad. White people did all that. And, and that's not what this is about. No. I mean, if I wanted to sit here and apo- I don't apologize for white people. I don't even apologize for what's happened. I mean, I could, but that doesn't really help much. Not it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. So, but what it, what talking about this does is all I can control is right now. Mm-hmm. I can control myself. I can control what I say and my out, the way I interact with the world. And that's my invitation to other white people is exactly what you just said is an invitation. Um, it's we're, we're long overdue for for uh, equity, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why it's important to talk about race. That's why I do this too because you can't create equity. You can't dismantle white supremacy. You can't dismantle systems that are mm-hmm. are in place to oppress black people. People unless you talk about it. <laughs> and, I, and I will piggyback on that and say, 
no one here wants anybody to apologize, but we yeah. do want you to um, appreciate your own path, and that yeah. requires you to get close to it, too. Yeah, we talk about that. Get closer to your history. Get closer to your own. And th- th- this is, like, personal. I really am thinking about this. Is like, I just want, I want to know. I want white people to know where they come from, too. Right. Like, I, tell me where you come from. Mm-hmm. Who are your people? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, 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 and use that as a, as a, as a tool to shape the future, however you see fit, mm-hmm. however you see fit. I love that. Can you do it? Yeah, you can do it. Okay, Ancestry.com, go get yourself swab. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Not even just give yourself a swab, but just asking the stories, asking the questions and checking the books. prepared for whatever yeah. comes up. I mean, it's a journey. It's a journey. I mean, we're still on it. We're stuck. Mm-hmm. I think we're stuck two generations back, just don't know who people are, don't know where they are and stuff like that. But um, I think history will um, be honest with us about where we come from. Mm-hmm. But that that's work. That we're still asking you to do work. Right. <laughs> well, this whole podcast is to do work. So if you're still listening to us, you know. Yeah. This is not any different. But I thought this was an important episode because, like I said, I think – yeah, I needed to lay the groundwork of what this is and why yeah. I'm doing it. And it also, it doesn't shift, but it like, it changes and it becomes more relevant as we move forward, you know, with mm-hmm. politics, with the election and mm-hmm. of all of those things. Um, yeah, it, it, it's always important. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be important forever. And I think, and too, in why, in, in, in doing the work and why it is important for people of color to do it is because you are not wrong for continuing to have these conversations mm-hmm. because I think we're getting into a time where people are tired of black people talking about yeah. being black and are tired of brown people talking about being brown. And it's something that's and you can't, we're not going to change the melanin in our skin, um, but we do want to change the um, the trails that we walk on in real life. Like that's what we want to do. And it is okay to talk about these things and to um, have these conversations with people that don't look like us and to have them with each other still in the barbershop mm-hmm. and in the beauty shop and wherever else we decide to have them. There is nothing wrong with having these sort of conversations. Um, but we have to do our due diligence with um, having these conversations with our little folks mm, and, yeah. and how they look at what the conversations that we're having. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't stop just because it makes people uncomfortable. We shouldn't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> yeah, because it makes people, it, it does make people uncomfortable. Right. I, I know it. Right. Well, and that's why our tagline is uncomfortable culture conversation, specifically about race. For sure. Had to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, For I sure. mean, I don't think I have a so what, now what, just because this wasn't like an action item. This was just more of like, it's like an audio auto diary yeah. for me of like purging and not purging, but talking and sharing about my thoughts. I mean, my so what is it? Well, I've just told what everything I've just said about why it matters. So yeah. And then the now what is like, it's simple. It's to keep listening, to keep, yeah. I, I say it all the time. Stay open, stay curious. You cannot do race work. You cannot come to this conversation without staying curious. You will almost, you really do have to let your guard down. You have to, I could, I could add, I won't to my tagline, but like stay vulnerable. Like yeah. this is very vulnerable work. I think that's why it's so uncomfortable for white people because you do have to maybe admit some ugly things about yourself or you have to admit some ignorance on your mm-hmm. part. Who in the world wants to admit that they've been ignorant? 
I know that I struggle with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, I like to think that I was aware. And I think that's what's been hard for me too, was like, dang, I worked in a, I was a minority before and I never knew about any of this, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, that was humbling. Yeah. And I don't want to be ignorant anymore. I do. I enjoy this in the sense of still and being able to have a conversation with somebody who deals with the other mm-hmm. side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't, we, I don't, I don't know them. Um, I don't know very many people, black people that want to be ignorant or I, I don't know about other um other cultures, but it's like, I don't want to be ignorant to what you think. Like, I want to know what you think. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what you think so I can move on, so I can decide or what to do. Know where it. I stand or what to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would much rather know. And I think it is a great way having the conversation with you and, and just processing some of the mm-hmm. things that you think about these conversations is, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. It's helpful because I'm still, you know, fighting bias and all that good stuff. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> Helping you realize that we're trying to change the whole conversation around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So thank you for letting me share that, Jackie. Thank uh, you for. No, so I feel like I'm sharing too. Like, no, that's good. Yeah, that's the yeah. whole point of why. I mean, we it'll be the title of something similar. It's like, why are we even doing this? Yeah, why? Well, I mean, this is our because we both have our. Uh, yeah, I like. I mean, we should do some more audio diaries because yeah. this is a. It's just a personal journey. It's you know what I mean. Like this is very personal yeah, to you yeah, and yeah. me. You know, it's not just us like, and I think we said we wanted to do that in season two was like talk more, more journey. yeah, more of a journey, more of how we intersect with this personally. Cause I feel like we laid some groundwork of like, what is white fragility? What is we're talking about race? What is like, just all the socioeconomics, like the technical stuff. Yeah. Now it's like, how does it race show up in our personal lives? Yeah. <laughs> every damn day yeah for you but for you and that's why this is important for me it doesn't yeah. you know what I mean like I'm not I don't ever really have to yeah, think about I it get it I choose to but I don't have to yeah yeah well, so we're here to talk about those differences yeah and um, so I'm glad we do this yeah, yeah I'm glad we do it I'm glad we do it I hope that we are all able to, as Christina said, just it is it, it is just about being open to yep. something that's different than you. Yep, different perspectives. Yeah. So I think that's it. That that's it. That's so, it for me. So stay open, stay curious, and make it a great day. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Pop Culture Gourmet Popcorn. Ding. <laughs>